if you could have the choice of one obstacle on the track, what would it be? Like, what is, what's your favorite type of obstacle to have on an off-road track? Like narrow it down to one thing. What do you, what would you want to have the most? My favorite uh, thing we've ever done is the J Concepts uh, Double Ds, those giant mounds. Is that because we got to call them Double Ds? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. That's it. the only reason. This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, uh, your co-host for the Hobbyplex show. As with me, as always, just got done eating a pizza. Slice of pizza. Will Renton. Were you putting hot sauce on it? Is that what I saw? Yeah, it's like my favorite. I oh. put hot sauce on everything. Nice. Isn't there an ad or something for hot sauce that says put that blankety blank on everything? Yeah. No, is it Frank's Red Hot? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. Yeah. So as always. Not my uh, favorite. That was I was using Cholula. Oh, right. Cholula is the one that everybody uses though, isn't it? Isn't that what you always find in uh, most restaurants and stuff? I thought that'd be Tabasco. Oh, you're right. That is Tabasco sauce. See, I don't pay attention because I don't mm-hmm. put that stuff on anything. I don't like hot food. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, I like hot food. I like food being hot, but I don't like, you know, like spicy food. Not my thing. We can get into that uh, philosophy. I have a philosophical question for you that came up at the store the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so this show, as always, sponsored by Pivot Lending Group, and you can find them at pivotlending.com. If you mention the Hobbyplex show, you get $500 lender credit towards your closing cost or 0.125 off your rate. That's a running special that they've had since uh, they started sponsoring our show. And uh, from what I understand, it's been good. They've had some takers. So we'd like more as always, because we want this show to be uh, paid for. So keep doing yeah. what you're doing, people. And then Will's thing is definitely if you're on, uh, on uh, you know, Apple or, or whatever, you know, I don't know. I don't know wherever you can find us at. Give us a good rating. Since I've been doing that, nobody's given us a rating. So, <laughs> I think I think on Apple there's six ratings, and they're all they're all fives. So that's good. I'll take it. So you've been at work all day. I assume you're working a lot of overtime again because that guy's missing from your shop, the one that got ran over. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We've been working, working hard for the money. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, kind of a bummer. I mean, you're getting, you're getting paid for it. Yeah. It's not like I'm getting paid. You can't complain. You know, there wasn't any races this week, uh, off-road anywhere, right? Not that I know of. No, not really. No. And, um, so today they kind of teased out of it over the weekend. Team Associated, uh, just dropped another new crawler and it's called the gatekeeper, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what... Uh, Sigourney Weaver's character was in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah, she was the gatekeeper and the the keymaster uh, guy from Honey I Shrunk the Kids was the keymaster. Yeah, yeah. What was that guy's name? Wait, wait, wait. What was that guy's name from Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Uh, oh, he was my. on SCTV. Rick Moranis. Yes, Rick Moranis. Everybody thought that um, my dad was Rick Moranis. Like when I was, a I kid. could see that like he'd come pick my sister and I up from daycare. Everybody thought our dad was Rick Moranis. I could kind of tell him it was. It's like, yeah, he's working on that. Honey, I shrunk the kids three right now. We hardly ever see him. <laughs> I could totally see that. Your dad's the right height. He wears he wears yeah. glasses. 
Yeah. I, I could, I could see that. So the gatekeeper thing, the other reason I remember that the gatekeeper, is it gatekeeper and key master? Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. That's the only movie in which I personally found Sigourney Weaver somewhat attractive. You didn't in Aliens? I see everybody always says that. And and I no, not really, because she was like I saw her more as like a badass in that movie. I mean, even though she was running around in her undies. Yeah. You know. You're you're not attracted to badassery? No, I am. But in that one, it's like it didn't even enter my mind. All I thought was she's just trying to kill the aliens. Like in, in Ghostbusters, they had her kind of dollied up and, and she's wearing that dress and it kind of kind of floated off those super long legs that Sigourney Reaver has. But all, all of that went totally away in Avatar. Did you ever see Avatar? Yeah, not in a million years though. So in Avatar... Uh, James Cameron raising the bar. (laughs) 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 I just can't. Whenever somebody talks about a a, a James Cameron movie, I always think of him in that submarine going down below the. And he's got his own. He's got his own song. The bar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he has his own theme song. His name is James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no seat too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and that same episode is uh, Honey Boo Boo, basically. Yeah, the uh, Honey Boo Boo one. Sound like a pig. Yeah. Wee! Her favorite food is spaghetti and butter. Wee! Spaghetti like, and butter. I drink Mountain Dew and Red Bull mixed together. It keeps me fat and sassy. <laughs> I want that one. I want that pig's heart. He gave me a funny look. I want that one. You want this one? I want that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough about Sigourney Weaver. She's a good actress, though. What's new? So LMNRC has another new crawler. And, uh, you know, they just came out with the trail walker not that long ago. And now they've got this cool gatekeeper. It's got a trailing arm, rear suspension, which is pretty cool. It's kind of like a, it's it's in that rock racer market now. Yeah. So they're starting to get all the bases covered is what it seems like to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What I was trying to figure out though, because I haven't really seen too many pictures of it though, is if the front end is using the, if it's using the IFS or if it's got the, if it's solid axle front, because I haven't really seen too many pics from the front of this car you know, I've seen the trailing arm, but not the front. Yeah. I should probably just watch the videos because Harley has a video up already. RC driver has a video up already. So they already got these already to do a videos on them. So that's cool. Maybe when I get home, uh, sometime this week, I can, I can sit down and watch it. Yeah. So anyways, so Hobbyplex will have those. Now you have another one that you can choose from. Any and all applications. Yeah. You have like, you have like four crawlers you can, you can pick from now. Crawling's fun. The next crawling event is uh, the fall. Oh, geez. I forgot what it was called, but it's October 11th. They call it Area 51. It's just south of Plattsmouth, Nebraska. And uh, I might be able to go to that again. It kind of depends because it's uh, the 11th of, of October, and I think I'm scheduled to start building the dirt oval that Sunday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I should build. I should probably put my dirt oval car together. Yeah. So the first 
dirt oval race is, uh, that's something we need to talk about too, is the upcoming winter schedule. But the first, uh, dirt oval race, I believe is October 5th. Yeah. I, they have that car here. Like Jason sent it to me with the body and all this stuff. Oh yeah. For the spring race. Yeah. I started putting together and then COVID was like, yeah, you're not racing for a while. And I was like, no, oh, I guess I'm not doing that. So right. I was like doing other stuff. Like, cause we didn't race. I didn't want to like put, devote all that time into it. If we weren't even going to race it for another yeah. few months. Yep. You know? So this coming up Saturday is the last summer series race. And then the following week is our first carpet off-road, which means Family Friday off-roads back too. And then I believe I'm on the schedule Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to focus solely on the getting the dirt oval all ready to go. Cool. And then I updated the schedule actually all the way through next September, <laughs> the other day, the other <laughs> Tuesday, because last Tuesday my back was still hurting, so I still couldn't quite do much on the racetrack, but I still wanted to be productive. So yeah. I went in and I made sure to get all the uh, on-road racing dates, the uh, dirt oval racing dates, our carpet crash in and spring race is actually on RC sign up right now. Just so that if anybody ever wanted to say, do you, you guys need to put your race next to the dirt me? I'll be like, well, it's been up there since September of 2020. So sorry about your luck. Yeah. The first on-road winter series race is October 25th. So I'm trying to figure out, Oh, <laughs> I won't even be there. Darn it. Oh, you're going to be in, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Oh, man. So are, are we going to have uh, carpet off-road that, that week? On the 24th, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think what I'm going to do for that is uh, just take a picture of the race on the 17th and just show that to Trevor or whomever and just say, just do this again. So Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm hoping anyways, because sometimes they like to change the uh, layout for a brand new winter series. So yeah. Yeah. I don't even know, but guess what? I'll be on vacation and, uh, I'll be racing that day in, in Myrtle beach. Who's going to run the races that day? Um, probably Trevor will more than likely. He's been, he's been doing better at, uh, being available for that sort of thing. Yeah. Should still be fun. All right, Will, I have a question. What? All right. Okay. So we had a we had a, a topic of discussion this week in the store. I it was uh so I had to work all weekend because it was an honor race and uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday and Saturday I normally don't work in the store. I was sitting there and I was listening to one of the kids that was there, some one of the kids from one of the racers that came, and they were arguing with each other, it was a brother and sister, and she yelled at him. And said that Cheetos aren't chips. She goes, mom said to get some chips. Cheetos aren't chips. Okay. So my, my question is, and I wrote it down because I started thinking about it. What are, what are they? If Cheetos aren't chips, what are they? So don't they make Cheetos the same way they make like pops cereal? I think so. Where they're just like. It's like those foam things when they come out, they just expand and then poof, there you go. Right. Yeah. Like, are we talking crunchy Cheetos or the other kind? Regular crunchy Cheetos. Oh, well, what's regular? The foamy kind that like turn into sludge in your mouth? Yeah, not the, the, not crispy the kind? yeah, not the poofy ones, the crispy kind. The crispy kind? Yeah. Those are like just like cheddar cereal, I think. I don't know. 
that they're a snack. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's not a chip. It's a snack, but chips are also snacks. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> you know, like it's two, it's two, technically two pieces of bread with meat in it. Is it a sandwich or is it a hot dog? You know? Yeah. And then you could have a hot dog burger. You ever heard of those? Or you have a burger dog where it's a hot dog in a bun or a hamburger in a hot dog bun, but it's in like, it's hot dog style instead of hamburger style. <laughs> so I, um, growing up poor, like I did, I have actually had, uh, bologna sandwiches with hot dog buns before. Really? Yeah. Cause so usually it's hot dogs with, with, uh, bread. Well, that, we would do that too, but we never have buns. So that's how I always had, um, hot dogs. So like, isn't that kind of like a, it's like a, like a, you remember those sandwiches they had at, in your grade school? They were like sub, submarine sandwiches, but they were like a hot dog bun. With, oh, those giant, like, those giant hoagie buns? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like that's kind of along those lines. We used to have, so when I was in high school, you could, you got to choose where you wanted to go to lunch either. And at, I went to North High, so you either went to the Viking Center or you went to the actual cafeteria. What's the Viking Center? The Viking Center was a big, like, common area. And all they oh, had okay. there were sub sandwiches. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes just for something different, or if you didn't like what, what they had at the uh, the main cafeteria, you would just go to the hmm. Viking Center and hang out. We had something similar, but we could leave if we wanted to. Oh, yeah. You just we, leave, leave and come back and get whatever you want. Yeah, we couldn't do that. Yeah, we had, like, a... I can't remember what it was called, but you could... You could go down to like this commons area and they had like Valentino's pizza and you could get that or a, it's like blimpy sub. Mm. And then there was something else that you could get. And then they had a whole bunch of other crap. And then they had like the regular cafeteria. When I was a senior in high school is when they took away like all the ice cream and everything was bad for you. Uh, like all the regular soda and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I remember just like being so bummed out. It's like one of my favorite things to do, like before bands, was to get like uh, they they either had coffee or hot chocolate, and I do either or. And you could I, like you could put like ice cream in it. Yeah. So it was like it was like the best best thing ever. And then <laughs> you could you could just go up to the ice cream machine and get ice cream, and since it was in a coffee container, they they charge you just for the coffee, which is like a quarter. I got hooked on Dr. Slice in high school. Dr. Slice? That was a super awesome, amazing soda pop. <laughs> it was they like still a, make it? No, they don't. It was a fruity version. It was like Dr. Pepper, but like kind of fruity. And it would turn, yeah. it would turn your tongue purple. It was amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they had a whole... Slice had a whole bunch of different ones. Like they had that ruby red that was like that grapefruit one. Mm-hmm. That one was good. I remember getting that. Anyway. Oh yeah, Ruby Red. I remember that too. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, when I was in day- daycare, my uh, the lady that ran the daycare, her and I would split one while because I didn't nap. My guys couldn't do it. No, I, I never napped either. Nap. Yeah, so I'd watch soap operas with her, and we'd split a soda. So, going back to our schedule, we can see that. A lot of things are going to happen in November. So the first winter series race is the 25th of October. And then when we go to November, 
so Sunday, November 1st is the first dirt oval race. Okay. So I've got a little bit of time to put the dirt oval in, but I'm pretty sure that according to my schedule, it should be, I'm going to be working on the dirt oval Sunday, the 11th through the 13th. So I've got three days to get that thing whipped into shape. So that'll give them a couple weeks of uh, practice time if they want, because there is an open Sunday before then. So that'd be nice. Yeah. And then of course the uh, 14th is round one of the techno series. And then the 22nd of November is the on-road series. And then the 29th is the, another dirt oval race. So we're going, it, it seems like it should be far away, but it really isn't. We're only a month away from really kind of being like deep in the middle of a very busy, uh, very busy bunch of weekends. Yeah. So, and then if you throw in just Christmas season in general, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice to find one more person to work for us, you know? Yeah. I wish I lived in Omaha. I could do it, but. I wish I'd lived and worked in Omaha so I could just like get off my regular job and come over and help in the evenings. Right. Well, even then, even finding somebody that could kind of every once in a while take over the intensive manual labor part of it. But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of it is everybody's so used to having it done for them. Now, other places have clubs and stuff like that where there's you know, more than one person doing stuff, but even in a club setting, there's usually one or two guys, main guys. No, and you kind of need that that leadership, but I mean, yeah, we're sometimes I think people don't understand how spoiled we are. It's like I used to build the track, then race on it, you know, yeah, and do all the maintenance and run the races, and like I mean, do what you do, but not to the extent you do it, I guess. Yeah, because I wasn't getting paid, so yeah. I feel like today finally and yesterday too, but as long as it takes some pain meds during the day, like my hurt ribs finally have kind of simmered down a little bit. So tonight after this is over, I'm actually going straight to the track tonight to uh, work on it for this final summer series race. Nice. How many are we doing a lot of changes or no? There's going to be three major things done. That'll be different from last time. And we're going to have a full straightaway again. Mm. So It'll be different enough. And then that'll kind of set us up for the month of October because I'm not scheduled to do the like techno series tracks build until that week in November. Yeah. So I'll have a whole month to just sort of just get this done and then let it sit for, for club racing for the Friday night guys. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah. I I don't know what I'm going to do here, but I mean, I kind of want to do a lot of carpet racing, but I'd almost rather get ready for our bigger race that's happening in February. So I may try to stick to dirt a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I might come, come up and race on Fridays for, uh, you know, maybe alternate weeks or something. I mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I personally am not going to race carpet and it's not because I yeah. don't like it. It's just because this masters of dirt race I'm going to in three weeks, I don't want to take, my car and make it carpet and then turn around and make it dirt again. Although the changes wouldn't be that major. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. realistically it, you know, there wouldn't be that much to change over because they, they run slicks down there anyway. So there's going to be gobs of traction. So supposedly, so silver compound slicks. Yep. Silver compound slicks. How many sets are you taking? 
I'm going to mount up one full set for each car and have them ready to go. And then um, when I get down there, I'll probably make a couple more. Mm. You know, I texted Jason like, hey, you know, what was it like last year? You know, I might need some guidance. So I'll be ready to go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of in that same spot where I, I, I've been planning on going to this for a while and I didn't want to have to just change my car over a whole bunch. Now, Emerson's car, I do. I would like him to race on, on Saturdays because I think he, he enjoys that. So I'll have his stuff ready to go. And I don't plan on running my four-wheel drive um, on carpet either. Right, yeah. Just have it set to the side. No, my four-wheel, it should be here soon. Yeah, that's just going to be strictly dirt. Yeah. The tough thing is, is I, I, I wanted Emerson still wants to race eight scale. So that's even tougher just because of the money involved in getting one of those going again. You might have to wait. Yeah. Might, might have to wait till after Christmas. I'm thinking. Yeah. No, I was looking at my eight scale downstairs. It's like, man, yeah. I'd like to run that thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a lot of time commitment to do it right. You, know, you just show up and drive it. But. Did you see any of the TCS results at all? No, I didn't look. So I don't want to call it like, like pop-up TCS race this weekend, but I thought it was going to be the weekend before and then it didn't happen. So I was kind of caught off guard a little bit, kind of surprised. Yeah. But we still had 47 entries. That's pretty good for those races. Yeah. And that's not bad. So the, the TCS is Tamaya championship series. And uh, it's only allowed to Maya cars and you have to follow the, the TCS rules packages for all these events. So this week we had formula one GT pro spec, which is TTO two cars with certain rules that they have to follow GT two, which is all the tub cars mm-hmm. like uh, TAO sevens and, and fives and stuff like that. And then Euro truck minis and then they had a spec gt spec for like mm. beginners like a like a novice class is that still silver can yeah yep okay so gt pro spec everybody has to run i believe a 21.5 motor mm. and it's a locked end bell yeah i think it's i think it's the reedy motor i think you can only run the reedy yeah i think that that's like the only one or that it that's the one that they chose that you can't change the timing on the end bell. It's right. like a locked motor. Yep, exactly. So they ran a little bit of practice on Friday. They ran qualifying on Saturday and mains on Sunday. And I think they were done racing on Sunday by four o'clock because I sold a couple practice passes at five o'clock. So I know, I know they were all done. Just looking at the results, we'll do this really fast because there's only six classes. So GT2... David Weir uh, won that one. Kind of no surprise, I guess, because he usually wins that class. Yeah. David comes from uh, Wisconsin for that all the time. Mitchell Pavel got second place. Dude, Mitchell. Uh Uh-huh. Mike Wenzel, who I believe is another guy from Wisconsin, got third. And then it was Tony Cook and Charles Randall, fourth and fifth. And GT2, again, those are like TA07s and and whatever brand tub car they have now, the higher end tub cars. So those cars are generally three to $400 just for the kit. They had a very small Formula One class and it was, I think it's Olin and Jay Hines got first and second. Mason Emder got third. 
And they ran AAA mains for everything because they had the time. Like they just did something they could do. So, yeah. Now, check this out Pro Spec. Okay. This was uh, one of the bigger classes of the weekend. Trevor Zelazny won TCS Pro Spec. Oh, wow. What card did he get? A comical hornet or something like that. Comical frog. That's cool. Yeah. Shane Menenti got second. He's He came from Colorado, I believe. Uh, Charles Randall got third. Bob Foster fourth. I, he's another guy that comes from Colorado. Mason Ebner, Mark Ebner, Tom Quidensley, Jonathan Minot, and Lance Chaplewski. That's uh, Ron Chaplewski's brother. Finished hmm. uh, last in that one. Ninth place. But that's pretty cool. Trevor getting a win. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, if you don't know who Trevor is, he's one of the one of the kids that works upstairs. Then in Spec Novice, it was Ron Chaplewski, Barry Evland, Ben Seedlick, Ben Chaplewski, and Brandon Minot. So Ron Chaplewski running uh, running Novice. <laughs> Not that I'm making yeah. fun of him, but he probably just didn't want to run that that twenty one five motor brushless system. I bet. That's the thing. Like, if you're not going to do that every week, you got to buy another motor. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, you have to have that motor, but it still is like, I hope they race that class every week. So it's, oh, they do. Your money's worth out of that motor. Yeah. Wednesday Wednesday nights they do. In fact, on Wednesdays, I believe that's usually the largest class of the whole night because basically everybody has one. And then Euro Truck, which is a very popular racing class uh, at the Plex in general, just because you're not allowed to make any changes to it, but you do have to glue the sidewalls completely in the front tires. Yeah. Which is, which is, you should see the amount of glue that's on these tires. It's crazy. Oh, they're more glue than tires. Some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dennis Reardon won that one. Tony Cook got second. Aiden Olson got third. Ken McKenney fourth. Mitchell Pavel fifth. Olin Hines sixth. Tim Ski got eighth and Trevor finished last in that one. That's so weird. Got schooled. Yeah. <laughs> in mini and what's, you know, mini was always super competitive for this race. Like I remember I got super serious about minis a couple of years in a row. Yeah. But once the MO3 got kind of outgunned, it kind of stopped being fun. However, uh, Ken McKinney did win. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was running an MO probably M08. It's a rear rear wheel drive. Yeah. Cuz I think the even numbered MO cars are rear and the odd numbered MO cars are front wheel drive. Yeah, I, I know I'd be running a rear wheel drive car in that well, class. And one of the reasons why I believe that they're faster is because they can handle one more gear on the pinion gear. Well, that and they can uh I mean They'll turn uh, to me. It just seems more natural to drive than one of the front wheel drive cars. Yeah. I think like it just, uh, it feels more better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, David Weir got second, Dennis Reardon third, Mike Wenzel fourth, Bob Foster fifth, Shane Minenti Minenti sixth, Jonathan Minow seventh and Ben Chapluski finished eighth. You know, not not the biggest TCS race we've ever had, but definitely not not the least. I think one year we only had one February race. We only had like 25 entries. Interesting. And I think it's because uh, I think that year there was like a like a blizzard or something or some impending snowstorm that kept a whole bunch of people from driving, driving to get there. Impending doom would stop me from going somewhere. Yeah. 
Well, and that's, you know, the thing about this Myrtle Beach trip I'm going to, I was thinking, well, it's still at the end of uh, hurricane season. Yeah. You know, that would suck. Yeah, I am. Time to evacuate, and then all your RC stuff gets washed away. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. What do you think? Do you have any philosophical questions for me? I had one for you about the Cheetos. Oh, okay. I got one. All right. Um, if, if you could end world hunger or get a free extra mal- extra value menu uh, deal at McDonald's, what extra value meal number would you choose? Wait. I have to choose between <laughs> ending world hunger or picking out which number of value menu I would choose. Yeah, which one would you choose? Well, I would choose. <laughs> I would obviously choose ending world hunger. No, you no. It's uh, you, you mean end uh, world hunger or get a free extra value menu item at McDonald's? What extra value item would you choose? <laughs> It's a stupid question. I don't have any good ones. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to waste everybody's time. No, you're not wasting time. <laughs> I was trying to break down the question. I because because is the choice is the choice any world no, or picking? No, it's like it's like you wouldn't choose that. Like, oh, okay. It's like it's just stupid. Oh. Scott is one time Scott and I were at work and I asked him that and uh, it was really funny between us. He thought it was funny. And I guess not. I guess it wasn't very funny. Well, because I would, I would clearly choose chicken McNuggets. Yeah, <laughs> I just go, ooh, the Big Mac or the the, the double quarter pounder. Speaking yeah. of McDonald's, so uh, I told everybody about my experience at the last McDonald's I was at. One star reviews. Emerson and I went to a different uh, McDonald's, and he got a Travis Scott burger. Oh yeah, I had to Google it. Like I heard about it on the radio. I was like, what? Okay, but I got. And I've, I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. And I just, it, the only reason why I thought of it was because he was, he was ordering that it wasn't on the menu. And he was like, I would like a Travis Scott burger. And I said, I would like a quarter pounder with cheese with Big Mac sauce. And she mm-hmm. goes, okay. And rang it up. And let me tell you something. That is the best quarter pounder I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Big Mac sauce is amazing. Yeah. I remember the last time I had McDonald's. I miss it. It's like an old friend that's waiting there for you. They'll probably go out of business or something by the time I decide to eat there again. I can't think of any philosophical questions. I saw you were sitting there I, really thinking about it hard. I, uh, you remember that Would You Rather book? Yeah. Well, like when I was in elementary school, I think I was like in fourth grade and I like didn't like anybody I went to school with. Yeah. And the question that was asked, like we went around the room and asked like, what you would, would you rather or whatever? And the question was like, if everybody in the, in your classroom died and you got to live, <laughs> or if you died and everybody in your class got to live, what would you do? And I, I was like the only one that was like, I just like choose little, to live. I do a little dance in front of everybody. In front of everybody, I said that. It's funny. That anyway. is that is pretty funny. See, I didn't like very many people that I went to school with either. So when I got to choose which high school to go to, I went to the one that had the least amount of people from my school going to. Oh really? Yeah, I did that on purpose. 
reinvent yourself, be the new guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, it definitely went a long way. Not, not having a bunch of, um, baggage along yeah. with you when, you know, when you started high school. So that was kind of nice. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? We actually got one. I think I met this gentleman this weekend. Big Chief Dallas Smith. He's brand new to the area and racing in general. How can he get started? He's got a four by four Centon. Right, come and uh, run some plex back. Uh, yep. What's a Centon? Is it big? Uh, Centon is a short course truck. Its arm is four by four short course truck. So it's like a slash four by four. Okay. I'd race flex spec with that and you race what you got. Yep, exactly. So basically um, what we have here at the Hobbyplex is a uh, family Friday off-road and that's most Friday nights. It just happens to be, we had three weeks off because of two summer series races and this TCS race we just had. So normally it's almost every Friday. We're back October 9th and for five straight weeks, we'll have family Friday off-road. But Family Friday Off-Road is kind of like our beginner night. However, now that we're switching to carpet, you'll see a few more guys um, running the regular classes on Fridays as well. And with PlexSpec, you can race whatever you want, as long as it's one-tenth scale, a two-cell lithium polymer battery, and then just show up. And it's only five bucks. And it's the $5 thing that I think uh, we've never changed. So it, our, our PlexSpec class has been $5 ever since 2005. So possibly if you adjust for inflation, you're really only paying like $2. <laughs> Here's another one. Is, is RCCA still in business? They never respond to emails. I'm pretty sure he's talking about radio controlled car action. Oh, that's what Chili does, isn't it? Well, I thought Chili works for J Concepts now. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe, thought, maybe. I, I thought he was, uh, I thought he took over Thomas Tran's job. I have no idea. I think so. But I, RC Car Action's still making magazines. It's just there's nothing. Well, okay. I mean, let's be real here. There's not a whole lot of value in a magazine anymore because everything's on the internet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but, you know, I mean, if you look at RC Car Action now compared to what it used to be. That was like the only way you could find out what happened at a race. They, yeah, but they don't do any, they, there's no need for race coverage now. Right. No, exactly. I mean, it used to be like, yeah. that's how you found, found out who won the world. Yeah. Who's getting an RC car action. Yep. And they would do like a eight or nine page spread, mm -hmm. but there's just, I don't think there's enough advertising for magazines for very many magazines to stay afloat anymore. Yeah. I mean, at the Hobbyplex. I can tell you the only magazines that we sell anymore are train magazines. And let's face it, that's because the demographic of train mag of trains in general is, is, is older. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, some retired guy that may not have internet. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, scale auto is another one or fine scale, fine scale modeling. We still sell plenty of those, but I, I think that's because the content that you can get in those magazines is, is, um, different than what we used to get in RC car action, RC car action or RC car racing in general. Now with everything being available on, on the internet with Facebook and all that stuff, live RC, you know, that's why you see car action doing, I, let me put it this way. Car actions website now is way more valuable than the actual magazine. Yeah. Right. Cause they're, they're like an online news source. They're, they're, they're basically like, um, you know, like uh, red RC or 
or what NeoBuggy used to be even, you know. Yeah, what happened to NeoBuggy? Well, I think I think in one of those um come drive with us videos, I think I think it was the Neo race where where I think his name was Phil. I never actually met him. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think I think in that video, I think he just said he was kind of over it. Hmm. You know? I I don't know. I used to have this pattern I'd I'd always ch- every day I would check live RC, Neo buggy, RC car action and RC tech. And now I just check Facebook. Yeah. And live RC. You know what? We should probably take a moment to uh to listen to our pivot landing sponsor and we're prepared this time because we get to uh, we get to listen to it along with you guys. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot landing update. Dave Rolson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending. If you are currently in a situation where you aren't sure what your credit looks like, or you know you've got some things that you need to clean up or repair, and you are looking to buy a home or you're interested in buying a home, give me a call. I can certainly help you determine what needs to be done to get your credit into a position where you are qualified to buy a home. We've got a great software program that we use to analyze your credit so that we can determine the best use of your resources to make the biggest impact on your future credit score. So give me a call at 402-715-9082. We can run through a quick breakdown and go through your current situation and see what we can do to get you into a better position and get you into a new home. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. All right, hang on. I got something new today. So long story. Well, I'll tell the story after I do this. Hang on. Oh, it didn't make a pop. Oh, well. Hang on. What is it, you who? <laughs> Might as well be. It's a uh, uh, frap. It's frappuccino, the vanilla, vanilla flavor. It's not my favorite thing in the whole wide world, but uh, well, hang on a second. <laughs> it also doesn't make any cool sounds that we enjoy so much on here. Is it the wide mouth one? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. People really always used to drink those. Yeah. So uh, the family wanted to go to a pumpkin patch today. And they only accept cash. Yeah. We did not know this. So I had to, uh, at four 30, uh, get in my truck and make a sprint to, uh, somewhere that has cash back. And, uh, I tried mm-hmm. the QT first. They're not doing cash back. So then I had to go to hy V. hy V did not have any cold kickstart anywhere. And so, um, I'm just like, well, crap, I need to buy something. So I bought a vanilla Frappuccino, which I actually really like, but it's just, it's like, there's just nothing to it. Yeah. It's like gone in an instant. Yeah. I used to get those every once in a while, but I don't know. Well, they're loaded with sugar. I can tell you that much. Yeah. They're like 500 calories or something. Yeah. 290 calories, 290 milligrams of sodium. Holy crap. And 45 grams of sugar. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's the sodium thing. Wow. Kickstarts are only 80 calories. So. Say what you want, you know, about being addicted to Mountain Dew Kickstart, but the calorie intake's not that bad for you. 
Yeah, I, I'm a plain black coffee man, personally. <laughs> One black coffee. It's a John Mulaney joke. You should, you should uh, find that. Find him out. He's, he's a good comedian. There's not a whole lot to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's okay. I was going to mount some tires. I always kind of hope that, that something big happens, you know, right before this, you know, we, we come in to do this thing, but there's just not much out there right now. That's okay. I mean, uh, I'm just glad we haven't heard about any tracks closing or anything like that lately. Right. That's always a bummer. Actually, uh, Shifties in Tulsa, Oklahoma is going to open back up. Oh, that's good. So that was a track. Um, Oh, geez. I can't remember the dude's name now, but he comes up to the Plex. I, I got to look his name up on Facebook again, but he uh, opened up this track in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then the city shut him down. Oh, really? And he had to, in order to reopen, he had to do all this work to this building to get a whole bunch of stuff up to code. And he was like, man, there's no way I can afford to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out that they, he's put in a lot of work and it's uh, it's going to reopen. That's good. So Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma is going to have a dirt track again, indoor. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's always good news. We want tracks to stay open. Unless they open up in this city. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Anyways, so you're getting ready for the summer series, I take it. Yeah, I'm going to mount some tires and uh, rebuild my shocks and... Uh, just go, go through my car. Did the possibility of being able to get third place kind of light a fire onto you? No, no, my, uh, I don't care about that. I, I just want my stuff to work right. And I think that if it does, then, uh, the results will come second, but no, I, I, uh, my car's been working so good. It's like, I want to just make sure right. it stays good, you know, <laughs> more than anything, but I mean, I, I used to put a lot of emphasis on results and things like that. And I just do better if I don't like, if I just try to have right. a good time, like, and not like pressure myself or think about stuff like that. So when so. I was working on my car, uh, this week, I did look at the recent, um, Spencer Rivkin setup from, uh, from OCRC. Yeah. And I saw a couple things different on there. I need to get those half, those half pills, the black pills. Yeah. I never... I, I, have I, I'm not even sure if we have them in the store, to be honest with you, dude. And I don't have them in my car, but I have them. Is it standard to run one, six and one, seven pistons? Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh, mm-hmm. why, what are you running? Just regular one sixes in the front and one sevens in the back. Yeah. The one, six, one, seven split is uh something that we've been running for a while. So does that allow oil to pass? Obviously it allows oil to pass faster through one of the holes. Yeah, it just changes the damp. It just makes the, the car a little easier to drive, I think. Mm. Um, it just jumps a little better, and it just it's just overall a little better. It, it, it's more of a balance thing. It just seems balanced more front to rear with that in it. Okay. Yeah, you just take a one one six two hole piston and drill an X or drill out one of the one point six. Oh, I can do that. I have a one seven drill at home. Hmm. Durr. Yeah, it's super easy. Yeah, it is super easy. I have a question for you. If you could have the choice of one obstacle on the track, what would it be? Like, what is, what's your favorite type of obstacle to have 
on an off-road track? Like narrow it down to one thing. What do you, what would you want to have the most? My favorite uh, thing we've ever done is the J concepts, uh, double D's, those giant mounds. Is that because we got to call them double D's? Yeah. That was fun. Those are hard to keep maintained because the pipes got to go into them and then the, it gets chipped away up at the top. Yeah. You know, we had an, another one of those big mounds or whatever where you could like drive, drive this faster to go up the side of it. Kind of. Yeah. The like off kind the, of, the big off camber round thing. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done one of those in a long time. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. There's a picture of my four wheel, uh, sliding down one of those mm-hmm. super fast. There's a video of that specific track on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll have to send you the link because I cannot remember the name for the life of me. Yeah, that was when we had yellow pipe too. Yep, yellow pipe. A long time ago. Yeah, the yellow pipe looked okay. It's just big. That's the only problem. If I could find three inch yellow pipe, we we'd, we might we might do yellow pipe again. You know? I like the white. Yeah, I like the white too. The white's nice. It's just neutral. It, it 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 matches everything whenever we paint the track. Yeah. No, the the yellow pipe. Um, it just like a, it makes it feel more toy like, I guess. You know, I don't know how to describe it. It just doesn't seem like it's supposed to be there. Yeah. My favorite thing to make is is a good whoop section when it oh, works. Yeah. When it works. Mm-hmm. Whoops are terrible when they don't work. Yeah. I really like those those stutter bumps. Those are cool. Yeah, that was a fun section. I, I copied that from Neo Buggy. Yeah, or like there's like, like these two two or three like stairs in a row. There's like skimmers. Those mm-hmm. are cool. That's what I meant. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, those those are probably one of my favorite. That and the J Concepts Double Ds. That we double Ds. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, well, Cole Hendrickson, I, I think that it was the year I raced like short course buggy or it was a Novak race that, um, I ran, uh, that handout motor class. Do you remember that? It was for short. I think it was for short course that year. Yeah, it was a Novak race and, and it would have been the, yeah. the, the, the SXT. I called it SST SXT. Yeah. And, uh, Cole Hendrickson was on the, was on the driver's stand and I was not taking it seriously. And I like flipped my car over and I was like, Oh, my car is flipped over in the, and I said something else and said, she got some stuff deeds. And, uh, he was like laughing, like crying, laughing. Like it was like maybe the most I've ever made him laugh. <laughs> it was funny. He was at the track the other week. Yeah. I was giving him a hard time. Yeah. He's gotten taller. Really? I think so. See, I never know. I never noticed because everybody's taller than me. So oh, that's true. I look up to everybody. <laughs> uh, somebody on YouTube put a second lane. Ooh, I don't like your lanes. Well, so what? So I've done a crossover that's worked, and that hasn't been stupid because the crossover thing you can build stupid crossovers, or I feel like the one that we had last year was pretty good, right? Yeah. One of the things that I would like to get accomplished um, before this is all over with is some sort of split lane where they're, they're basically equal. Cause anytime, anytime I've ever been to a track that has a split, a split lane, there's always one lane that's faster than the other. So nobody uses the other lane. 
Yeah. Remember Rockford? Yeah, they did have a split lane track. Uh huh. That was kind of neat. Yeah, it was cool, but nobody went to the outside because it was slower. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't remember it is because you didn't use the other yeah. one. You know, in the mains, a couple of people used it to get out of the way if they're getting lapped. Yeah. But but I would like to try to do some sort of split lane where it ends up being pretty much equal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Joker lanes are kind of fun. I've never really like been to a track that had them and I thought they were good. Well, we did it. Remember you just, it would, you would just use the oval. Yeah. I didn't think it was good. <laughs> I didn't like it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay not to like things. That's true. No, no, you're fine. That's cool. I thought it was interesting. There was, it adds some strategery to your, uh, yeah. to your thing. That's okay. There's not much more to talk about, is there? That's what I can think of. Oh, I'm going to bring my camper up on Thursday night. Ooh, fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. I think, I think Kyle's going to bring his too. I missed that. You guys didn't do that at all this year. No. Used to hang out afterwards. Yeah. And eat a burger. Hang out after practice on Friday night. And yeah. Get like an extra two hours of sleep. It's great. Yep. So summer series, uh, Friday and Saturday, um, I think Sunday is open track Sunday night. Uh, I get to start working on the oval, so that'll be fun. I got to pull up all the loops so I don't damage them. All of the loops. All the loops. There's two loops in the oval and the off-road one's going to suck because it's buried really wonky. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be a good time. When you put a new loop in, don't you just take like a skill saw or something or a just a regular circular saw and saw the line? Um, only if I forget. So what I usually do is I'll take, I'll bring up the tiller with the tractor and I'll just drop the tiller mm-hmm. in where the loop's going to go. And it makes this nice little like three to four inch hole. And it's wide enough because you're supposed to keep it like 18 inches apart. So it, it makes it, it makes it wide enough and, and deep enough that you can bury the loop and not have the loop get exposed. That's cool. But the oval one, because it's got a stretch over two lanes. So this spring, this guy hit the loop with the tiller because I forgot it was there and those cords are not cheap. So I had to repair it really quick and luckily it still worked. Otherwise it would have been a good couple hundred bucks to get a new one. So yeah, it would have been good. Yeah. So basically this is a, I mean, this is truly the end of our summer really this weekend. If you think about it, yeah. because next week we go right into winter schedule. Right. So I got new shock shafts for my car. I haven't changed them in like probably a year. I should probably put new shock shafts in my car. I recently put new O-rings in both Emerson and I's B6s. Yeah. I started doing that at, there at the track. Yeah. Friday night when I get there, I just rebuild my shocks. Yep. Well, that's why I didn't rebuild my shocks on my my personal car for this beach race. Cause I'm going to rebuild them when I get there. Yeah. That's the way to do her. Dude, you look, it's like the super pro way to do it. Like yeah. if, if you want everybody to think that you're fast, just build your shocks at the track before practice. Cause you're right next to the ocean. So you know, the, the humidity and, and everything's going to be totally different than here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So why do that? But this look, you like, Ooh, that guy knows what he's doing. Oh, you know? look at that guy. <laughs> Speaking of shock oil, that's news. We got a bunch of shock oil in finally. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. So. Awesome. We had like 40 bottles on back order. 
of each one. Yeah. And in February we ordered basically whatever horizon hobby had left. And, uh, and we, we put it away and just kept refilling it until we finally actually did run out. I didn't think we'd sell that much shock oil, but we do. Yeah. So. I went and I, I bought a bottle of 30 weight and a bottle of 32 weight. Yeah. Or two Saturdays ago. Yep. Well, what do you say we end this one? Cause there's, there's really not that much to talk about. <laughs> oh, wait yeah. a minute. Hang on. Jason Haley wanted me, wanted to ask me, how do you like buying your pit space at beach RC? It, it goes with the territory. I think of it as just part of the entry fee, but I also would like to point out that that's another reason why all of you guys should be very thankful of what we have at the hobby plex. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we have, we're, we're not going to charge you for pit space. Do you have to do that? Like every club race or is it like a big race thing? It looks like it's only for a big race thing. Here's the thing about that pit space thing. If it's a reasonable amount of money, I have, I have no problem with it. If it was like, if I, if I felt like I was being, you know, taken advantage of, then, then I might not even go, but a reasonable amount of money is fine. It also helps them organize the event better. So you're, you're paying, it's 10 bucks. You're paying 10 bucks for a couple of reasons. It's so that you can a make sure you have a spot when you get there. B you get to choose your spot. So that's pretty cool. And C it helps them get the race organized. So I have, I actually have no real problem with that. It's when it's when we start doing stupid stuff, like it's $25 for your pit space. Wasn't there a roar nationals or yes. $100? Uh, no, but so the roar entry fee is a hundred dollars. And then I believe the, the place charged everybody like 20 or 25 bucks for their pit spot. And See, well, there, there was like two of them back to back that did it. And I thought there was that one that was in Arizona that was yeah. ungodly expensive. My problem with that is, is, is like a place like ours, like our pit space has been paid for a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So if we charge, you know, for pit space, you know, if it was five or 10 bucks, like if, you know, to, at a large event, I could kind of, I'm almost kind of think it would, it would help get everybody where they need to be. But if you're charging 20 or 25 bucks, and it's in a facility where the pit space has already been there for two or three years. I think that's taking advantage of your racers. Now, if it's an event, say a roar event, that's, um, that's say in Lincoln where they have to rent the canopy and they have to rent the tables and they have to rent the chairs, then you should pay whatever, yeah. whatever it need, they need to get covered for that. Right. You know, then sure. I totally understand that. I have no problem with that. No matter what the price is, unless it's, you know, a hundred dollars. And then I probably would think about not going either. Did that place uh, charge for practice though? Like Friday night practice? Which for one? Race or bigger, the beach place that you're going to? I don't think so. No. Do you like, so you buy your pit spot if you don't have to pay for practice? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see like, if Thursday is a paid practice or not. I know Friday is not because it's part of the event, but Thursday could be. And even then I don't really, I don't, that's fine. Yeah. Right. No, that's what I wondered. Like, like it, it, maybe you're paying for your pit spot, but you don't have to pay for practice. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. We tried, you know, when we held the Nats, I tried doing assigned pit spaces. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Because everybody poo pooed it and, and either didn't do it or they did do it. And then when they showed up, there was, I caught several people moving the names. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, no, you, this is their spot. Like they assigned this, you know, and I tried to explain it and, and some people just think that they're above that, I guess, or something. I don't know. It was just really weird. It's just one more thing you got to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
Anyways, okay. Well, that allowed me a rant. Thanks, Jason. Well, with that, we better go. Thanks to Pivot Lending Group for uh, being the title sponsor of this uh, fine program. Uh, once again, make sure that if you uh, are in need of a homeowner refinance, you get a hold of them. And then you mention the Hobbyplex show and uh, you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate, which is a pretty good deal. As always, thanks to Will Britton for taking an hour or so out of every Monday for the last <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. And hanging out with us on this podcast. Hey, no problem. I'll see you guys later. See you guys on the flip-flop.